we really give the artists the court as a canvas to to do their design work. Now, whatever type of medium they generally use, obviously we have, we have to translate that to the hardwood floor, and that's the kind of the beauty of where I come into play. ATWF All Things Wood Floors, welcome to 2022 and beyond. I'm your host, Steve Diggins, your fellow floor pro in arms. Artist, floor pro Luis Perez joins me to talk about the magic that he brings to sports courts indoors and outdoors and into our inner cities each day. Luis Perez travels the country spreading sportsmanship, brotherhood, pride, artistic expression, and threes outside the paint. His paint, hero flooring style. We're going to find out how Perez founded his company and hear about the passion and drive that he brings to his craft each day. Sit up straight, make sure your car's in park, and enjoy. This one's a short one, but Luis Perez is a tall, cool glass of talent. So crank it up, drink it in, and bring it in, baby. ATWF welcomes artist, writer, painter, floor pro Luis Perez of Hero Flooring LLC. Wood floor pros around the world. Let's get to it, baby. All right, Luis Perez from Hero Flooring LLC in Atlanta, Georgia. Welcome to All Things Wood Floor. Hello, sir. How you doing? Okay, Appreciate how, you having me. See how easy that was? Yeah. How'd was your great. drive-through go? Did you did you get something good? Yeah, you want to know where I am? Yeah, I do. I'm fascinated with this stuff. It's actually called Mr. Hero. (laughs) That's perfect. It's a a nice little sub spot up here in the northeastern Ohio area. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Well, hey, that's a – see, there's a good segue. How did you come up with uh, Hero Flooring? What's the story behind that? All right, so I – Started my first business in Orlando. I was living down in Orlando, and um, that was called Yogo Whippy Flooring, and that means you only get out what you put in. <laughs> and uh, it's just—it's a jumble of letters. Obviously, it's an acronym, and every time people be like, "What does this mean? What is this? How do you say it?" And I'm like, "All right, I gotta change this up." So I moved to Atlanta, and um, up there they actually have a highway emergency response operator. And I'm riding down the highway, and I'm thinking of a business name, and I'm like, "You know what? I'm just gonna coin that and change it to Hardwood." And, um, yeah, that's kind of how it came about. It stands for Hardwood Emergency Response Operator. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yep. yep. Now, I saw that when you first called on the 407 because I used to live in Orlando. And uh-huh. so how did – did you're, you're where now, though, Atlanta, Georgia? Yeah, I'm based in Atlanta, and I actually have a company in Cincinnati as well. <laughs> gotcha. So for the podcast folks that are going to be listening explain to me what you do because this is whole a different thing you you do g- gymnasiums and sport floors but that's not exactly what you do give me give me the whole resume i like to lately i've been i've been trying to come up with a, a proper you know term for what i am you know i just kind of align with custom court designer um sort of like a, a courtiste <laughs> yeah. that's what we call it I like that. i've been partnering up with with a company named uh, Project Backboard and uh, Peterson Brothers, Dan and Sam Peterson. So essentially what Project Backboard does is they find a court in an area that needs uh, renovated and <clears throat> they'll find an artist. We really give the artist the court as a canvas to, to do their design work. Now, whatever type of medium they generally use, obviously we have, we have to translate that to the hardwood floor and that's the kind of the beauty of where I come into play. And um, they kind of hit me up and they were like, hey, we got this crazy design, Carlos Rolone. It's this tile and we want to replicate this this old porcelain tile look on hardwood. And I'm like, all right, yeah, let's do it, you know. Um, 
it's never been done before. I, I had seen a court that they did down in uh, in North Carolina, and they, they just had these beautiful designs. They had an artist come in and, and hand paint, you know, this, this Native American design, and it was just very intricate, and it, it blew my mind away, and it really, like, I just got excited, you know, because I'm like, okay, I'm this is what I want to do because we can do more wild things. It just gets boring staining the key lanes, you know, putting a little bit of extra paint around here, you know, big block letters. Like, and, and I just I like to push the veil. And these guys were kind of a perfect match. And um, we went to Pilsen up there at the Boys and Girls Club. And I'll tell you what, it was it was a tough one to figure out, bro. Um, we had massive amounts of logos covered the whole three point arc area. Uh, we had to tent probably six or seven different blues to um to match up and we were just layering paint we hand painted for about 14 days straight it was myself sam um and i believe we had five or six artists from the studio um it was it was a really great experience man it was really a collective a group effort it wasn't just me or anything like that <laughs> how'd you get carlos involved he's um is he from puerto rico yes he is um he that's project backboard so yeah there that's Dan Peterson and Sam Peterson's thing. They they know they know pretty much everybody. Everybody's heard of them. They're they're pretty big stuff out there. And right. uh they 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 find an artist and I'm sure they've talked to God knows how many. And you know, a lot of people are interested in what we're doing because obviously it's different art and basketball. And you know, the basketball court is why I fell in love with it. It's just such a massive canvas and to like we were discussing before, how traditional the playing court is, there's just so much empty space that you could actually bring life and vibrancy to you know and these kids to especially in the inner cities and the, and the underdeveloped communities like for them to get some beautiful artwork and some really fun fancy stuff like it's it's inspiring almost you know and um that's been also the other side of the coin that i get to see um generally when you're doing contract work like in the summertime when the kids are in school you're just gym to gym to gym to gym to gym non-stop for three months four months straight and you never see the end result. You know, you just put the final coat on and you keep it pushing on to the next gym. And when I did that project with uh, Project Backboard up in up in Chicago, we actually had two projects. There was that one and then uh, the Show Shy Love event with Venice Ball. And both of those projects, the courts, we had events that coincided with um, All-Star Weekend. And it was the first time that I actually got to sit back and experience, you know, the kids and the, and the, the, the community and everybody coming to the gym and seeing the new court and like bringing life to these areas. And, and it just felt amazing. You know, it gave me, it gave me new purpose. It gave me more, more principle in what I, what I want, what I'm doing. And, uh, what, gave, was the show shy love, was that, uh, the breakthrough family plex, the, um, with, yes. with all the street signs? Yes, sir. That's that was correct. hey. How I just wanted to ask, how'd they come up with that? It was super cool. If you look online or in the magazine, the uh, keys in the courts have street signs everywhere. How did that? How'd they get that together? What's that about? So, in, in designing these courts, like we kind of just do whatever. I don't know. Me, Sam. There's a group of us, and um, for that one specifically they were coming up with these designs and the guy at the front desk that actually works in the facility. So they put this, that's like a multi-million dollar facility on the West side of Chicago. And it's yes. like, yeah. it's, it's amazing. And they actually employ people from the neighborhood at the facility, you know, they're giving opportunity. So this guy, he's like, man, he works at the front desk. Pretty sure his name is, um, I want to say Otis Nash. Great dude. He, uh, he came up with the idea. He's like, man, we would love to have our community here represented. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, what could we, you know, put the street names in the in the in the key lane or what have you? 
They're like, absolutely, we can do whatever we want. And, you know, obviously it turned out to be an amazing idea. And then I came up with the idea to stain the, the three-point arcs baby blue, kind of to represent Lake Michigan around, you know, the city of Chicago. And yeah. it, it came out looking beautiful. I, I got to put my shatter down, that, that border design around the outside perimeter. And um, it's just cool, man, like to see how things have developed and came to this. You know, if, if you told me 10 years ago I'd be where I am, I'd tell you you're crazy, bro. And... It's just awesome. Every day is a new challenge. Every project's a new challenge, and uh, I'm very fortunate and blessed for this opportunity. I'll tell you, you, you said about uh, I think you quoted in um, Woodfloor Business Magazine. You said every you've done every YMC gym from Jacksonville to Miami. I used to <laughs> live down there. I've done every one around here, and I, I'm not getting any shatter borders or splash lakes or. Uh, hey, do me a favor. Explain the shatter because I thought that was really cool. You'll see it in magazines. You can see it online if anybody looks up your work. That that's your gig, right? The outer the outer perimeter. Yes, yes. So like that's kind of something that I've been trying to push. Um, just with the custom aspect, because I feel like you know, okay, I, I get it. If you don't want to go as crazy as putting some design work on the plane of the floor, might mess with the players and what have you. At least the border, you know, like that's kind of accentuates everything, gives it that extra flair. So the shatter essentially is, um, it has to do with you know, growing up as kids, everybody we generally go through a lot of trauma and. Whatever that may be, though, those traumas you carry through life and you've got to figure out a way to put those pieces back together and, and, you know, make yourself into an adult. And those traumas, those broken pieces, when you put them together at the end, they usually make a more beautiful design. And that's you just becoming a man, becoming a woman, becoming a, uh, an adult and somebody superior to what you used to be. And that's just kind of what it aligns with. And, man, you're um, thinking on another level. This is so artistic compared to, you know, the every, you know, what a lot of us do every day, just throwing wood down. It, yeah. This shattered boy, you, that's very poetic if you think about it, because you know, they always say, and I coached for years, you know, leave it off, leave it off the court. Your shatter is not on the court. It's outside the court. It's on the outside where there are no rules for the shatter. But you and I both mm -hmm. know when you're painting in the court, there's rules. There's right of way. There's mm -hmm. basketball lines have to take precedence over, you know, volleyball and pickleball mm -hmm. and all these other things that go on there. That is mm -hmm. so cool that you're making your statement literally outside the lines, uh, on the yeah. outside. Isn't that what, like, the, the, all these projects are about? I think I saw, was it Under Armour that was doing the building bridges through basketball? Essentially, yeah. So I think the Under Armour, again, that was um, – Project Backboards partnership deal. I just I, they brought me on as the floor guy collaboration to make sure everything went smoothly, and um, I just you know I had the opportunity to partner up with them. But I believe that's what their mission was, and I know like Hoop Bus and Venice Ball, their their mission statements build courts, not walls, and yeah, there's like a, I like to call it like a basketball renaissance going on right now, man. And it, it's just it's it's alive and well. It's all over the world and it's spreading like fire. Um, Project Backboard, they really, the basis of their company is outdoor courts. So, you know, they do a lot of their stuff on out, outside areas. It's really run down. They got this guy named Edwin, Safe Services out of L.A. He's a great dude. He's amazing at what he does. And um, he resurfaces these places. And then they come in and draw some amazing artwork. Again, they'll find a local artist and they'll execute the art. And Sam's like the best at what he does, and you know, leading these teams. And we got a really great team, man. It's just, it's, it's crazy how we all came together. But, you know, nothing happens for no reason. You know what I'm saying? So... It's meant to be. Oh, you know, I can't. Like, uh, uh, Carlos Rolón is he's a um, post-colonial artist. Like, I studied art in college, and 
mm-hmm. I sketch and this and that. Uh, it, it, he's got some exhibits that are incredible. How, yeah. how did they get him involved with the basketball court? That's that's fascinating. They actually did a court with him down in Puerto Rico, and uh, that worked out well together. Like I said, Dan's the man. He's got <laughs> so many different connect- connections. His network's massive. And, um, you know, they had their own relationship, and they did the court in Puerto Rico. It was a success. And then, I guess, you know, he hit him up and said, hey, would you like to do this in, you know, a Chicago community? Because Carlos was based in Chicago now. And uh, it ended up working out, man. It was a home run. We got designer court of the year that year. And it kind of put us on path to where we are now. Well, that's true. He's at the, the Artist Institute of Chicago, right? Um, honestly, I don't know. I, I believe he is because that's – they don't fool around there. The American Gothic is there and Surratt's uh-huh. – you know, that's where all his pointillism is on display. They're uh-huh. putting big-time – that's so crazy. They get big-time art museum quality and, and artists in with street work and outdoor courts. That That is a really cool concept. Is it different for you when you're going to do like an, an outdoor – uh, court and when you get indoors uh, on the indoor courts do you have to follow more you know technical rules about how it's designed or does that not matter because it's you know all the courts are for fun i like to say it's it's the same it's the same but different you know it's a like it's a like beast you know it's like a bear to a lion yeah. they're both tough but they have their own their own characteristics so like outside you know you got to take temperature into uh effect you know um, your weather is major. You always got to be watching your weather, the rain, you know, if it rains, obviously that messes you up for days. Um, oh, yeah. if it's too cold. The paint doesn't dry. Um, you know, there's a lot of different factors in that realm. And then obviously in how you actually apply the, the courts. So outside you use like more like a grid aspect of it and, sure. you know, you square it off and you scale it and then, you know, you draw out your squares. Um, when you do it inside, it's more, it has to be more perfect. It's wood, you know? So, obviously in the preparation and you, like outside you could, when, when you touch up, you say, say I dropped a, a drip of green on the blue, you could just paint over the, the green drip with some blue paint and, it, and it'll fade away. Sure. But when you're, when you're indoors, you can't do that. It's, it's got to be perfect. And, and there's a lot of scraping. There's a lot of, you know, taping off, rolling the tape lines outside. You can't really tape. There's really not good tape that, that adheres to the, to the concrete, you know, there's a rough, poor surface. So in doing that, uh, oftentimes you have to prime those game lines prior to actually applying some paint. And there's just so many different tricks and, and tricks of the trade. But like I said, our team is, is amazing. And we got kind of the best of everybody in, in the respective positions. So, you know, we execute very thoroughly. How, how do you square up? Like, let's say you're just doing a three-point arc or something out on an outdoor court. And like you said, if it's porous and it's it's moving in different directions, how do you square the lines up? Like uh, a grinder or something, or do you paint them up, or how do you how do you clean up your lines? Well, we actually do use the tape and skate machine, and so like we'll run the tape lines, and the tape often doesn't stick that well. So initially, you have to prime that line, and the primer kind of acts as a as a glue. It helps that tape stick to the ground more around the borders where the paint's going to be, so you don't so you get minimal bleed out, and you get some nice clean lines that way. Cool. Do you, like when you, you were talking about gridding it out, right? That's a lot of times with art, you take something that you like or you're going to, you sketch, you scale it. And if you move it to another place, you just rescale it and make it larger. Are they doing this artwork like on a sketch pad or internally first and then gridding it outdoors or in a court and making it much larger? Yes. So everything's done 
on a computer to scale. So we'll make oh. the mock-up on the on the computer digitally. Yep. And Sam's really good with that. And like, you know, he we can do it down to the to the inch, to the square foot. So you gotta be really precise with your measurements. And um once you get those to Sam, you know, he puts it in the computer, gets a nice mock-up made of whatever the court size may be. You know, if we got a short side on this wall, we need to make any adjustments, we can do it all on the computer first. And then we'll have our mock-up from there. And then we'll translate the artwork to that. You know, you send the, the artist the the blank document and then they'll fill in whatever their artwork wants to be and then we'll kind of figure out a game plan how we're going to figure it out and make it happen yeah so like if your artwork in the drawing board is uh let's say it's scaled an inch by an inch then you move out to the court maybe it's a foot by a foot and you translate the artwork and it's kind of like blowing it up exactly oh that's awesome it when is are the materials they it's got to be crazy stuff that you're using outdoors is it like an epoxy type of painting system it must be something that's got to last longer it's called Acrotech. I want to say some acrylic-based stuff. They throw sand in there. Yeah. Edwin's got the – he's got the mixtures down, man. Um, I actually just made a how-to video recently and, um, you know, really gives you all of the, the basic information on what you need, type of product, type of tools you need. I mean, he mixes in a 55-gallon drum. And it's very similar to pulling the T-bar coat when you yeah. resurface the court. You know, they use a big squeegee. And, um, man, yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome to see come together. What, what, what outdoors what goes over your artwork what's what are they squeegeeing over the artwork there is nothing that goes over the artwork so right. the artwork the, yep. the paint actually has the protective stuff in it and um they put sand in it as well to give it some good grip and that's it man these local people must eat this up like crazy it's got to be very exciting to the neighborhood oh dude it's it's wildfire man if you get on social media you get on instagram there's people from france to portugal to I'm talking South America, all the way, all over the world. They got these guys got courts going up in Japan. A, a guy in Japan actually just recently hit me up about an indoor floor, and um, it's just it's like I said, it's it's connecting the world. Uh, there's a Facebook sports contractors group. You know, there's a guy, there's guys in Russia in there. There's guys down in Argentina. The dude Paul Nelson, he he actually helped those guys in uh, Argentina do an installation. And it's just like I said, it's beautiful to see. Like we got a, a massive wood floor family, and how connected everybody is. It's, it's awesome. I hope that you painted every square parking space plus the handicaps in Chicago because every kid's going to want to be on that court, right? They must be <laughs> lining up to get that. Do they have to divvy up time? I can imagine I'm, everybody I'm, wants that court. It's amazing, man. I, I, I can't imagine myself either. I'm actually going to go back here soon and put a recoat on both of those floors, uh, bring them back. So I like I like doing this, man. It's really awesome. I've been fortunate enough to um, put that shatter in, I think it's in six cities now. I got two in Atlanta. I got one down in Austin, Texas. One in Cincinnati. I got one in uh, Chicago. And I believe um, we have one in Dayton, Ohio as well. Well, listen, I probably can't do it justice, but for people that don't know what the shatter is, if you look online at any of the work that Luis does, um, he paints the outer perimeter of the courts with it's your own style. It's almost like stained glass. It's your artwork done with – is it is it painted in flooring? That It's all yes. been painted? Yeah, exactly. Yes. And yep. it's – you can tell it's kind. Of, it's definitely your signature thing. It's super cool looking, and I, just the fact that you called it the shatter. I didn't know what that was. I glanced through the article, and when I started looking, I'm like, oh, I get it. It almost the outer courts almost looked like uh, stained glass that exploded. Uh, exactly, exactly, man. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I really love it. And you know, like I said, it just brings that that flavor, some extra vibrancy. You know, even if there was no message behind it, it, it looks great. Yeah, I, I love. Yeah, it does. Making stuff just look better and. uh yeah, it's, I'm fortunate, man. It's it's a, it's a great it's a great opportunity, and I'm just blessed to be able to do what I love, man. Uh, we recently just completed some projects for NBA All Star Weekend up here in Cleveland, and man, I will tell you what, we did four gyms. I did uh, the Merrick House, 
that was with Project Backboard. We did Zelma Watson George Rec Center, and that was with uh, the Hoop Bus Project Backboard and Venice Ball. And then we did uh, Two Boys and Girls Clubs, and, uh, partnering with the NBA on those as well. That's crazy. It, the how how do you how do you, you probably don't prefer one? If it was me, I'd be thinking, well, all right, cool, we got an outdoor court, and maybe next month they got an indoor. But I don't think I could go back to you know doing a racquetball court up the street, <laughs> right? Or do you listen? Yeah. Every floor person in the world will. T- I have a friend that will tell you. He said to me once, I go, what are you working on today? He goes, I'm out in it's a very small town in New Hampshire on a swamp, and he said we're doing a a log cabin, 10 by 10, and there's animal urine. I go, weren't you in the White House a week ago? He goes, yeah, we were in the White House for a month. How do you go from what you're doing to just, like, throwing together a racquetball court or something? You don't do regular, everyday living room, dining room stuff, right? It's just sports stuff? I mean, I actually, I started doing residential, and I slowly strayed away, and um, I, I I probably do one house a year now. <laughs> I don't yeah, like your family. Yeah, if <laughs> that and and then like I did I did I did do a um in a sport of fitness in northern Kentucky. We did uh, like a three thousand foot tear out there, had some water damage. We did a replacement of a racquetball court and a dance aerobic studio there. And I mean it's it's work, you know, keeps you busy. And like obviously I would love to do artwork all day, every day. That's that's the dream. And um but you know, not everybody's looking to do things like that. And we we're we're, we're pushing the veil. Like I said, this one at Merrick House, that is one of one of one. I think it's the Carlos Malone court is probably the best court that we've done to date, but this Merrick House is so clean, so precise. It was incredible. We um we did uh, full court logos. I'm talking from baseline to baseline. And uh, we partnered with an artist named Dakari. I want to say Dakari Smith. Um, he's based out of, uh, well, he's born and raised in Cleveland. He's based out of Los Angeles now. And, um, man, I'll tell you what, that was that was a, that was a project. <laughs> we were painting on that one for about 21 days. Now, what? it was nuts, man. The gym itself was over, the building itself is 120 years old. And uh, the wood floor is from, I'd say, easily the 1940s and 50s. It's 33, 30 seconds. Like, I, I've never even seen wood that thick in my life. Yeah, that's, a, yeah a, a traditional gym. These people that are doing three-quarter-inch sports floors, that's not traditional. That's 23, 30 all. seconds. They should be 33, 30 seconds. Yeah, you exactly. got the real stuff there. So this yeah. is what's happening. That you're These aren't typically brand-new floors. You're, you're getting a shot at these really well-established, well-installed, floors that are getting an entirely new life breathed into them exactly it's incredible man so but you know there's a there's there it's resonating there's a lot more artistry here than you know what you there are people that do some really incredible you know wood installs and wood bending and inlay and we don't talk about sports floors much and what's fascinating is that there's art artistic work and impression going into these floors what's your background is art your whole gig is do you do you sketch at home and doodle and paint and everything like i i when i'm not here that's what i'm doing i I have a sketch pad i like to copy cartoons i like to draw Uh, it sounds like you have an art background uh not super super like artsy guy i mean like on my own time i like to paint i do like to paint a lot um but really, it's just I, I have a creative aspect about me. They're just just making things better. Wood is my medium, so I'm able to kind of translate that paint aspect to the wood floor. 
And now it's more or less, okay, how can we use these tents to give different color effects? Like on the Merrick House floor, um, we used a cool product. And like, if you check it out, the paint actually changes colors. So when you're looking at it from afar, it's orange, but when you stand on it, it's hot pink. And it's like, I'm trying to push the veil of just different. You know what I'm saying? Stuff that's been never been seen before. I want to touch stuff nobody's ever touched. I'm just trying to climb mountains, you know? And uh, the more difficult, the better, I guess you could say. Um, I'm just, I, there's so much you could do. There's the, I hate how they're, I, I don't like to say hate, but, you know, there's just such a cap off in, in the tradition of what the wood floor was like, the average gym floor. And there's just so much more. I like to see a lot of the colleges now. They're starting to pick up on it. Um, I think I saw Washington State University. They have a pretty sweet court. It's like stained dark gray with the with the backdrop of the skyline in there. And uh, Memphis Tigers have a really cool court. It's stained baby blue all the way throughout. And, um, I mean, even those, like, they're still pretty basic if you ask me, like – and I'm looking at these big facilities and, you know, your stuff's going to be on TV. Why not have something amazing there that, that people, that's going to wow people, you know? Are you part of a revolution? Because you, you, you may not know this, but on the other side of it, that's exactly what they're talking about. We, we were talking with the Canlac guys about, you know, gym coatings and what they really are. And it's interesting. Basketball and courts like this are, are becoming so exciting. What do you think the big problem is? They're glossy too shiny and because you need the slip resistance for safety but television crews are finding so much more drama and what a floor can look like but for them to be safe they typically have to be tacky and they have to be glossy and camera people it drives them crazy so they're they are in the nba and the ncaa moving towards flashier better brighter more artistic expression but now they've got to make sure it's coated with something and you mentioned it on an outdoor court with the sand it still has to be safe for people but you are part of a movement because basketball it is it's the excitement alone in the sport and it's such a tiny little court i went to a celtics game a few weeks ago and i i mean it's smaller than a tennis court when you watch people play it's amazing but mm -hmm. i'm looking at what they're doing with the courts and they're exciting you know that's not just um advertising and money it's the artwork and for people that hear our podcast they really got to go to wood floor business or look online to see what we're talking about i mean you have giant waves and, and and loads of color and you can see the people in the background they can't they're drooling to get on this court just <laughs> so much it, it's they're lining it up and they're so excited about it, it there's they could tell they're excited about their community it's something <clears throat> different the neighborhoods look super classy when when this type of work is done it's like you don't it doesn't have to be graffiti or art you know of that design it's you're putting really modern art onto the inner city courts and everybody's enjoying the community it even makes the game of basketball more exciting yeah yeah man you, you hit it all on the head honestly it's um it's full circle like i said to give back the opportunity to change things and i like it too because honestly like you know with the floor game i'm, I'm gonna probably die doing gym floors man so like yeah. this is kind of my legacy i realize that and and i like where i've kind of niched myself off because more or less, we're paving the way, like you said. There's a revolution, staying away from the traditional floors. Now, granted, I, you know, I'll take some work. If I got to do a gym, I'll do a gym. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. my, game, the bills. My, yeah, my, my game plan is to really, really stay into the custom realm and um, just keep pushing the heights, bro. I want to I wanna do so much stuff. I'm, uh, I'm actually talking to someone now about <laughs> um, potentially, have you seen the, the epoxy river tables? No, I haven't. Okay, so like they're doing this thing now. They'll take a big bad like uh like an old bog 
some bog wood that's in the bottom of the river for hundreds of years, you know, that stuff yeah. petrifies and it looks beautiful. And they'll cut down the trunk and they'll make um they'll split the trunk in half and they'll they'll put the two like pieces down and it'll make like almost uh like the wave of the natural wave of the tree will make it like a like a river impression almost. Sure. And they're filling this with um like crazy colors of epoxy and they actually make it look like a river, like it's water. There's baby blue, there's any color you can imagine. And and I'm I'm thinking like man why can't we do that on the gym <laughs> like right. you know and and uh, I've been thinking about trying to utilize you know different species like get some purple heart you know put that in the key lane and just coating that that would look amazing you know having that under some poly and I don't know man the, the, I think everything is you know the opportunities are limitless it's just like I said finding the the people that are willing to work with you and allow you to push those limits. Hey Wood Floor Pros, this is Kim Walgren, the editor of Wood Floor Business. Are you looking for tips on installation, sanding, and finishing? Best practices on running your business? The coolest floors being done today, like the ones being created by our guest, Luis Perez? Make sure you have a current subscription to Wood Floor Business, where we provide advice specifically for Wood Floor Pros, written by Wood Floor Pros. It's free as long as you're in the industry. All you have to do is go to woodfloorbusiness.com, click subscribe, and fill out the quick form. That's it for now. Let's get back to our conversation with sports floor artist, Luis Perez. You know, everybody that, that owns a business or operates a business, and they'll tell you, you know, you can ask them. I could probably tell you 100 people that tomorrow would gladly give you their business and run and hide. Because it, it, if you're either running a business or it runs you, and people will say, well, how do you know when you've got something good besides, you know, you're getting paid well? Well, I say it gets legs, and you can hear just from what you're talking about. I don't know how long you've been doing this, but it sounds like you started yesterday. Like you're, the ideas are just coming to you, man. It, the idea's got legs. You probably can't stop your head from flooding with ideas on how to do the next great, you know, floor. Yeah, man. We're always working, always designing, always pushing the veil. Um, I started this when I was, I believe, 19. I just turned 30 this past August. So, you know, I'm about 11 years in the game. And you know, I still got a long way to go, man. And I'm just, like I said, I'm just waiting for my time to really, really peak out. But I feel like, you know, no one ever really peaks. You always got more to learn. But, yeah, I'm just always going to be trying to do something crazy, something different, and just trying to top the last one. I found myself the last couple of years, every gym I do, I'm like, yo, this is the best gym I've ever done. Right. You know, this is the best gym <laughs> yeah. I've ever done. Yeah. And it's been it's been awesome, you know. I'm grateful for that. So. Hey, you know what happens with flooring? You'll you'll get done in a decade, and they'll call you at the first one you ever did, and said, "We're thinking of you know wiping the canvas clean and starting." Or you'll be doing this forever. Didn't you also get a um, best gym and next gen award? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the same year. We got the the best custom core. Yeah, Wood Floor Business that. Magazine best yep. gym and also next generation award. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look at that. You're just a baby. You're 30 years old. You got honors and accolades all over the place. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm submitted. quitting my job at 4 o'clock. I'm going to come work for you. <laughs> yeah, right. Can you explain it to my wife, please? Uh, yeah, good luck with that. I think yeah, I'll yeah, thanks a lot. That. Yeah, thanks, I'll buddy. <laughs> yeah, man. That's crazy. You were mentioning um, when we were talking about the Show Shy Love thing. What was the other project you said that was similar to that? Um, we actually did it here in uh, Cleveland for All-Star Weekend. So there's this group called Venice Ball and okay. Hoop Bus, and they're partners. And so the Hoop Bus is this amazing idea. Um, they took a school bus, and they literally wrote hoop instead of school. And they put a basketball hoop and a backboard on the front and the back of the bus. And they pull up, 
to neighborhoods, inner city, wherever they are. I mean, they'll get out at a stoplight with the basketball and they'll pass the ball to a guy walking on the street, take a shot, yo. <laughs> and it's it's like amazing, you know. They you know they um, it's, it's crazy, you know. They, it's such a vibe when you see it. Everybody gets excited. Like, what is that? That's that's awesome, you know. And like I said, like with this basketball renaissance, there's just a super super duper wave. I feel like maybe when COVID hit, everybody was at home and like the hoop bus came out and like that just kind of revitalized people gave it gave us something fun to look at something to be a part of you know and that's also why i love doing this man like we're like i said we're affecting so much more it's so much bigger than just doing floors you know is this getting the attention of like the nba and ncaa or do they kind of have their own standard you know format or, or do you think that they'll become they make beautiful courts but are they going to become more creative more artistic I messed my plan, bro. I'm hoping I'm doing them. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. It's in my head. I'm hoping that's what I'm doing. Look, I've known you forever. I'm watching your back right now. I'm good. I will oh, make man. some calls for you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Do that, man. No, seriously. But like, again, it's 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 one of those things. I'm just taking it slow. Like, I, I know the network, the the connections come. The people that need to hear about me, they're gonna hear about me. You know, like you said, my. My accolades are coming up. I got a couple articles with Wood Floor Business. I got one in Hardwood Floor Business last year. And it's just, like I said, it's beautiful, man. I never would have dreamed this, this is happening. And you know, I'm just doing what I love to do. Man. You're talking to me, man. You might have to talk to someone about a limo or something soon. <laughs> yeah, right, man. Yeah, right. Is my this... limo, it'll be an extended work van. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, you'll have that, uh, that uh, flooring van, that 30 feet back. There's an outdoor hot tub and then all your paint supplies. There you go. That's now you're sporting it. Uh, is this is there a is there a uh, like because gym people have like a season you know like school closes the bell rings and I get the gyms done and get out. Is there a gym season for you or you're just gonna be busy year round with this? No, I'm I'm pretty year round now. So like it was initially when I started contracting, I would dip and do residential in in the fall and winter months, you know. And then obviously soon as summertime calls, I got about three or four solid guys that I can travel anywhere in the, in the, in the States and do some gym floor work. And then I started doing these custom projects and then, you know, my name just started getting out there and I got, I really um, dwell in the private trainer market, you know, the NBA skills trainers, things like yeah. that. People that, people that have their own facilities and the guys that are willing to work with me and allow me to do that, that extra artwork and things like that. Cause like I said, a lot of these corporate businesses, you know, a lifetime fitness, a YMCA that those those artistic things aren't always allowed. You know, they they just don't want it for whatever. So no, a matter of fact, I've had I've done one of their gyms in a weekend and then spent an entire day sharpening the logo because it's really important their logo right now and they've made changes to it. And if it doesn't have a, a curve and it's got a square edge, oh, you'll be there with a razor all day until it's the yes, right sir. curve, it, which is yes, cool. Sir. It looks very sharp, but. It's yeah. it's not like the freestyle work that you do that's got more expression to it. Hey, as long as it yeah. doesn't interfere with the sport being played and it looks great, I'm all for it. Yeah, absolutely, man. But yeah, back to what you were saying. Um, the you asked about the event. It was Show yeah. Clee Love. So what they do is they travel around. They did like a Show LA Love. Yeah. Um, they did a Show Shy Love, and now Show Cleveland. So every All Star Game, they're gonna probably pull up in the city, and they're gonna have a. I think it's in Utah next year. Show Salt Lake Love. You know. And um, it's it's amazing, man. So I had the opportunity to help them, you know, revitalize the court. And what they do is they, they kind of activate us. They call it space activation. You know, they'll bring um, – they got professional dunkers, professional basketball players. They got, like, a whole crew on the hoop bus, multi uh, you know, social media uh, personalities, influencers. And, you know, everybody comes out and has a big party for the kids. This last one we did was partnered with uh, Puma Hoops and the Terry Rozier Foundation. 
So the gym that we did, the Zemo Watson George Rec Center was actually Terry Rozier's like rec center. He grew up playing basketball in in Cleveland. And, um, you know, he gave him a Sharpie sign on there. He said, if you can make it from here, you can make it anywhere. And, you know, it's pretty amazing to see. Like I said, he, was, he said it was a, a dream come true for him to always have his own facility. And obviously, you know, you're impacting the kids' lives and, and your community. And he said it's just full circle, man. It's, it's amazing. People helping people. You got to get me out there. I, I played basketball in like 1970-something. In three seasons, I got four points. One kid oh, scared wow. me so bad, I threw the ball and it went into the hoop. But I was probably the greatest passer yeah. of all time because I, I was scared to death to be out there. And anybody passed it to me, it went, it went right back to him. I'm terrible at it. I love the game, though. We, I had a lot of fun playing, and you, you watch it's so diverse. There isn't anybody in my neighborhood that doesn't have some form of a hoop in their driveway. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like you when I see a lot. I, I, listen, this is really bad. If I, I work all week and I consult with a lot of flooring people, then I might have to go to Lowe's or Home Depot. And I promise my wife I won't go near the flooring aisle. And then I hear somebody in the flooring aisle getting really bad advice. And I'll stay there all day. You got to – you, you must be stopping by – every hoop you see to see what's underneath it oh man just about you know honestly i don't like to toot my own horn but i know ain't nobody doing what we're doing over no here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like honestly it's it's just it's cool man I, a lot of people i've been fortunate enough are reaching out to me social media is a beautiful thing you know um i was told you're either using it or it's using you so I like to get real interactive, put my work out there. I talk to a lot of guys, a lot of trainers. I made a lot of great, solid connections, and it's a great way to display your work and, you know, show the world what you can do. And, you know, like I said, just to see this artwork on this, these courts, that Merrick House, was, it was probably one of my, be my better projects. It was incredible. The, um, the gradient paint, the, the big, solid, blocked-out colors. We had to – there were three people dribbling basketballs across the floor. And we had to um, stain neutral tones to match their skin tones, and, yep. and there was just so many different applications that went to the to the to the final result. And I mean, for how perfect it came out, man, I'm I'm proud of it, man. It's, it's amazing. Is it? It's like chicken pox. Like your whole neighborhood, everyone's driveways painted, or or is, or is it okay? Is yours? Do you have you have like a hoop in your driveway ready to roll? No, I don't. I'm never home, man. I'm always. That's what home. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, what? man. Go ahead. So what's your favorite – so your favorite part of this, I'm going to ask you, but it, I guess I know the answer to this. What When you're doing your job each and every day, it, it, I know it's not the traveling, and I know that you don't eat at the finest restaurants from what you ordered 10 minutes ago. But what's your <laughs> – what is your favorite part of what you're doing? I mean, honestly, it's just – it's everything. I love where I am in my life and, and, and how everything's, you know, come to this point. I worked really, really, really hard for a lot of years. You know, I've, I've, <laughs> I've done gyms in, in uh, Rose Glen, North Dakota, man. I've been in, in, in Battle Creek, Nebraska. I've been up in Mount Helena, Montana. Like, I've been all over. I actually did a gym last last summer out in uh, Durango, Colorado, man. That was Whoa. amazing. That, that was a great experience. And uh, I actually, I do. I love the traveling aspect. I love the fact that I could literally drop all my tools right now. I could go somewhere else and I could get a job doing some gym tour somewhere. And, and there's a gym everywhere. I want to do this all over the world. Hopefully, you know, things settle down with the virus and all that cool stuff. And I want to start traveling. I want to take it internationally. I would love to go to Canada, Mexico. Um, really want to go back to Puerto Rico. I've actually been talking to some guys down there um, about redoing some gyms. But everything's been so wild lately. I, I, I just want to take, take some time off. This, this trip in Cleveland kind of wore me out, man. <laughs> 
No, yeah, I can hear you. Every, listen, you're probably the hardest person to wrangle up for this podcast, and we've had trouble with a lot of people because everybody's so busy. And yeah. uh, I've been chasing you down because I've been reading more and looking at some of the stuff you've done online, and uh, I would have waited forever. The, you know, you're a good writer too, buddy. I, I'm, I saw some of your stuff that was not written about you or for you, but that you wrote, and you, you got a lot of – you're deep. You got a lot of vision. Uh, it's not just about – I mean, one, your work ethic, two, your artistic vision, and the amount of time and effort that you put into it. I mean, I tell, I told my kids, if you can go do what you love, please go do what you love. It pays off. You talk about what you do. You can tell you love doing this. Yeah, man, it's I'm blessed, bro. Like I said, it's 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 kind of like everybody has their own calling. Everybody everybody has their own set of skills. You know, I wasn't meant to be dunking in the NBA, but. I'm, I'm making the stage for those guys to be dunking on, you know, and then I'm blessed for that and I'm great at it. And, and, you know, like I said, when you leave, when you leave the earth, you want to have a legacy. And, and this is my form of a legacy. And I'm, I'm, I love it. Well, I'm going to let you get back to everything you do. I'm going to throw some quick fire questions at you. And then, I'll, you know, they're only 30% of your final grade. So I'm going to throw <laughs> these at you. You answer them as quick as you can. And I'm, I'm going to let you go knock off for the rest of the day. All right, man. Here we go. If you were not in the industry, what would you be doing? Oh, man. Honestly, um, if I wasn't in hardwood, yep. shoo, that's a great question. I don't know, man. <laughs> I really don't So know. when you were eight years old, you're like, I, I think I want to paint gymnasiums. Good for you. No, that's man, having I, vision. I wanted to play basketball growing. Everybody wanted to. Every kid wanted to yep, play sports, yep. I feel like. Uh, but no, I, I just I went to college for uh, accounting and then I dropped out so this wasn't for me you know what no. I mean everybody has has their has their route and their path hey, it's good for the rest of us yeah so in the industry right or in in the work that you do who do you uh, respect and admire who are you looking up to oh man there's a uh, hundreds of guys dude yeah. I can list them all there's uh Pat Derry from Awesome Floors down in Tampa excellent he's been he's been a great mentor of mine for some years now he actually I used to call him. He'd come up to Atlanta and help me screen and go like 50,000 feet. It'd be just me and him, man. Uh, you know, just giving him a taste of my side of life. And, you know, him being a little bit older than me, he's got some great wisdom that he, that he sheds on me. And he always taps in, make sure I'm doing all right. Um, there's a guy named uh, Sprig Lynn. I'm sure you heard of him. Oh, yeah. His he's name a, comes up all the time. He's on my he's a Yeah, he's a great, great, great guy. Um, yeah, I really, really look up to him, man. Obviously, him being just so legendary in the game and doing what he does out in DC. It's just inspiring, honestly. And, um, let me think who else, um, what is his name? I say in New York, he's dope up there in New York city. Yep. He's a young black guy like myself, you know, and that's something else like being African American and Hispanic. I'm, you know, there's not a lot of black floor guys just to say it, say it short. Like I, I don't know too many. Probably no, our ones. two were here today. I'm not even joking. Yeah, <laughs> they, you, they were here. You're right. You're absolutely right. No, it's really cool, man. And like, I actually had an opportunity to talk to a couple of older guys. Uh, There's like, they, they called themselves the Six Pack. I'm gonna do some more research on them. But there were six black contractors from like the '60s and '70s, and these guys have been around. They got generational floor 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 companies, but nobody's ever touched and tapped into the uh, the gym floor game. And like I'm, I'm one of the first to have done that, and I'm very fortunate in that aspect as well. You know, um, you know, just a lot of inner city kids, African American kids, and people that growing up, you know, they 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 get sold dreams. I feel like you know, NBA, NFL, you know, sports, or 
you know, rapper, be, be all this big flashy, flashy stuff. And they're never really shown the opportunity to really start your own business or just work hard. Anybody for that matter, forget your skin color. But right, I think sure. like, you know, more kids need to get shown the trades, man. Cause like, there's a huge, huge, like I can't find anybody who wants to work and like, they want to get paid great money for little to no knowledge and little to half as much work that work ethic as I have. And it's like, I'm not paying a grown man to text half the day. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> no, 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 I've had that problem too. Get off that yeah, phone man. and get to work. So you see, you're having an impact on people's lives because of the impact it's having in yours. The last question I'm going to ask you, you got any weird stuff, you know, painted at home? You got like a wild fridge, a toilet, you painted your doghouse. You, anything else that you're painting just because you have to? <laughs> I mean, I paint on canvases. I paint my daughter a lot. I um I actually recently started working on these. So I want to take, you know, the, the gym floor game. I was just thinking of a way, something else creative that I could do with it, you know? Um, so I started making tables. So like you were talking, you were at the Boston Celtics court. You know, they have the Boston Square. It's that big parquet. Mm-hmm. So I made a, like a, a parquet table, essentially, out of big two-foot-by-two-foot squares. And then, you know, I coded it like a gym floor. I put my friend's company logo on there. And um, I'm going to start doing that, you know, and trying to figure out different ways to take that to the next level. Might be a different meeting. Well, you know what, Luis Perez, you are a good dude. I'm really glad that we got a chance to talk because you're a lot of fun, man. Hey, man, I really appreciate you having me, bro. It's been great. You keep doing what you're doing and get some stuff in there. And you know what? Keep writing, too. You should write a little bit about your travels when you're out there because I I really find what you're doing fascinating. And I like the way that you talk about what you do. You bring a lot to the table with it. You keep doing what you're doing. You're making us all look good. That's love, man. I appreciate you very much. Be safe, and I'll talk to you soon, sir. All right, man. You take care. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Have a great one. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. To read more about sports floor artist Luis Perez, go to woodfloorbusiness.com and just put Luis's name in the search box. That's L-U-I-S-P-E-R-E-Z. Thanks for listening to All Things Wood Floor by Wood Floor Business. Don't forget to rate the podcast and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.